What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Queens-based rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer, Deem Spencer. We spoke about Natasha Leone's Poker Face, watching movies by yourself versus with other people, Chris Rock's Down to Earth, Baby Boy, how Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory changed his life, his debut project, Sunflower, taking constructive criticism, trusting a circle of collaborators, and the creative process behind his latest album, Adult Swim. Come fuck with it. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Real Notes. Uh, th- this is a uh, y'all are we're, we're we're in the past right now. It's a uh, early March. It's March 9th, actually. Uh, y'all probably aren't going to be hearing this until like April. But um, you know, like good things come to those who wait and 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 don't know. Good things are coming. <laughs> type shit. Uh, my name's Dylan Green, Cinema Sci. Uh, got a lot of names. Do a lot of shit. Um, and I'm with somebody who, uh, I've had the privilege to watch, uh, grow and also do a lot of shit over the course of the last, like six, seven years. Um, uh, man's a fucking, he's a rapper, he's a producer, he's a singer and, uh, a flower, a flower enthusiast. I, I, I feel, I feel like that's pretty accurate, uh, to call him that, uh, we got fucking Deem Spencer in the house adult swim is out now and really beautiful and super gratifying um bro thank you so much for being here like it means you know like it means a lot that you're here so thank you for taking the time thanks for having me man you know i'm happy to finally be here you know it's a dream come true for me (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah nah it's it's uh yeah like before we even get started just just to just to clarify like yeah like we've you know, like we've been we've been tight for probably about six years, seven years at this point. Um, you you DM me out of the blue and sent me Sunflower uh, right before it came out. <laughs> and, you know, like it's it's just been so beautiful. to it, It's just been so beautiful to see you kind of, you know, I ugh, I hate I'm about to do this You to see you bloom and transform. And, you know, you're here now. And like this really, you know, like this project. Adult Swim feels so accomplished and so just like it's just so soothing, you know. Like all your music's always been soothing, but like this, this, this in particular feels like a, I finally made it. Like I'm here, like notice me now, type shit, you know. <laughs> so just like congratulations on all of that, and just like thank you for, just thank you for being, thank you for being you <laughs> for all this time, you know. Thank you so much, man, for real. Yeah, nah, definitely. Um, so let me so let me ask you the same the same question I ask everybody to start this shit off. Um, what was the last movie or TV show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Mm. Um, I love this show on Peacock right now called Poker Face. How is it? Cause I really love Natasha Leon, but I haven't had time to tap in. Oh, I love it. It's uh, it's the same uh, dude that made um. What's that? Knives out. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a murder mystery vibe, and it's like a um, anthology show. Like every show, every episode got a different 
cast of characters, but you know, she's just moving around the trying to escape what she's trying to escape, you know. Yeah, nah. It, yeah, you know, it sounds like a ton of fun, and it reminded me of uh, well, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it kind of sort of reminded me of Russian Doll, that Netflix show she did a few years back, that yeah. I really loved the first season of, but I never watched the second. But like, what um, but like, but like, what is it? What is it about um, um, what is it about the new one that you like so much? And like, what's kind of grabbed you about it? Um. I don't know. I was never, I was never like a murder mystery type of guy, but I was in Tokyo last month and I decided to watch the the Knives Out joint on the plane. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it got me. It was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I thought it was pretty good. There was a few people that, you know, boo. But <laughs> I decided to watch the second one. I'm like, all right, I'm not mad at this little genre. So um, I saw that the dude Ryan Johnson had this had created the series Poker Face. So I'm like, you know, this and it's it's got its own feel to it, despite you know he just previously put out a series of movies within the similar genre. It's got its own unique uh, swing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people who really enjoy both the Knives Out movies. I think I like the first one a little more than the second one, but they're both, you know, like they're like fun little murder mystery movies that are also kind of like anthologies, um, um, anthology based just in the sense that like the only person who's still in it is, um, uh, Daniel Craig, whose name yeah. I can't remember. I, I can't remember his character's name, but, um, uh, you know, like that type of, that type of shit is just fun to me. You know, like I love a, I love a, I love a, I love a story that, you know, like at least tries to have like a mystery at the center that like you need to solve or, you know, like even, even if, even if I like figure it out too early, it's just fun to see like the journey to the destination most of the time. Mm. Um, and the new show, the new show kind of seems like it's that. And like, and, and you know, like the cast is so big and there's so many crazy people in it. Like it just, it, 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 like, it seems like it'd be fun to just run through. Yeah. I recommend. Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. No, nah, I've been needing, I've been needing an excuse to jump back on Peacock anyway. Cause, um, um, I just, I just haven't had no reason to be there in mm. a minute, <laughs> but, um, I uh no nah, I took my sister uh, or, or 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 no my sister and I went to go see uh Glass Onion the second Knives Out in theaters and that was like that's like a, that, that's like that's like a theater movie in the sense of just like watching it with people and just like having everyone like react to shit like it's one of those it's like a it's like a crowd movie you know like like I've been I've been discovering recently that there's like a difference between like crowd movies and like movies you can like watch at the crib by yourself and enjoy it just the same. And like Glass Onion to me was at least like a, that's a movie you watch with like a bunch of people mm. to get the, to get like the effect, you know? Yeah, that's a good one. I prefer to watch movies with someone else. It's hard for me to keep focus. Yeah, no, I get that. It, it's a, uh, um, it's definitely it's definitely easier to get locked into something when you have someone there to either just like experience it with or even just like to talk about the shit after. Um, I definitely feel that way. 
Because like as much as I like watching movies by myself, I tend to, depending on the movie, I tend to have more fun and I can at least like bounce ideas off of people after you watch it. And just, you know, even forgetting that, it's just like nice to experience a movie with somebody else and kind of like watch it through their eyes. Unless you like hate the shit, you know? (laughs) Even when you hate this, like I love comedies. Um, So like I tend to laugh more if someone's right next to me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fact. I do too. It, it's it's a, you know, it, yeah, because you know, like on, on top of just like laughter being infectious, it's just like, you know, it, it's 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 just kind of like experiencing it through other people or just I like I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but I know exactly what you mean. Like it's just, it's just more fun with other people, like especially comedies. You know, like and and, and you know, like those are kind of. At least, at, at least, like movie wise, those are kind of few and far between these days. Cause I, I don't really know why, but <laughs> you know. Um, but bro, for you, what was the what was the first movie experience you can remember having? Um, it could be at the theater, it could be at your cousin house. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing that comes to mind for you. In theaters, uh. I don't remember the I don't remember the like chronological <laughs> order, but like some of the earliest movies I remember in theaters. Like I saw this Chris Rock joint, uh Down to Earth. <laughs> Shit, wow. That's a that's a that's a deep cut. Yeah. Um <laughs> um I remember seeing like Jet Lee, the one in theaters. Uh, my whole family. We saw a Baby Boy. <laughs> what was it? What, what no, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I don't know what came first. <laughs> Damn. So, so the Baby Boy one sounds like the most detailed. So, what was it like seeing Baby Boy in the theater with your whole family? That's like a, cause like Baby Boy is such a, that movie's a journey, bro. <laughs> like, that's such such a journey. Like what was what was that like for you? I don't know. I was uh I was like five years old when Baby Boy came out, or like six or something. And um shit, I don't remember. I, I know my grandma like hated Snoop Dogg when I was younger. Like she despised this man. Like he just had a <laughs> he had a particularly scary vibe, like early two thousands before he mm-hmm. like and, uh, you know, granddad Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Uncle Snoop. Yeah, definitely. Cause he, I, he was in this other movie. I also saw in theaters called Bones. Did you see that? I saw Bones. Yeah, <laughs> Bones is Bones is wild. So Snoop Dogg was like a particularly like a just menacing figure. So my grandma was not fucking, with, especially in Baby Boy, because she was there. Like we, <laughs> we were all watching that shit in theaters. Right. And yeah, now the first time you see him in Baby Boy is when um is when he calls to talk to um Yvette at 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 her house and Jody picks up and they have that conversation and you know he's just like he just he 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 just he just he just leans into bro like <laughs> just just completely dis- he he's he's like he's like legit terrifying in Baby Boy. Like he's like like that's not the nigga to fuck with in that movie at all. Like <laughs> you just know. Um so now, okay, now I'm curious. Like after, so like after you saw Baby Boy, 
with your whole family in the theater like do you remember anything about your grandma just like like what because like you kind of you kind of mentioned it but like what was what was that like after because yeah like i can i I can imagine anybody's grandma like at that point being just like oh like this man is yeah just like what was what was going on there shit i don't i honestly don't remember Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i don't remember that uh family excursion very much but you know i think i i enjoyed it my mom enjoyed it um I went with a few cousins as well, but yeah, my grandma just <laughs> Snoop is not her guy. I don't know if that's changed now that he's you know switched his uh his right. Yeah, nah, it's 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 funny. I was talking to my mom about that recently because um my mom, my mom is like she always she like she talks about Snoop Dogg a lot because he's you know you know he does like the Martha Stewart shit and he's got like every game show ever now and you know he's 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 uncle snoop granddad snoop like we were saying before um but it's just wild to see how much that's changed over the course of the last like 20 years and like and and um before we move on um you ever try strawberry soda before because like one thing i always remember about baby boy is um his friend trying to his friend offering him some strawberry soda when he gets into the house and like i just always i was always like strawberry soda um i have tried (laughs) i have definitely tried strawberry soda probably you know directly inspired from that scene right there (laughs) yeah it's uh i've 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 had a few kinds it's 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 pretty good (laughs) i like uh um i like the sunkissed one or either either the sunkissed or the cnc cnc's uh cnc's always a favorite it's it's hard to find depending on where you're at but like I was yeah. ready for you to say Fanta. I mean, I mean, I'm. I mean, the Fanta one's good too. There, there. It's, 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 it's all good. Like it's, it's, like it's weird because I had it recently, and it's like, I was like, this is that it. It, it always, it seemed weird when I first heard about it because it's not like the typical flavor, or at least it wasn't for me at the time. But now it's just like, yeah, just give me a strawberry soda. Like I'll take it. Fuck it. Like. Oh, uh, Omar Gooding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, shout out to him. He 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 kind of he might he might have been onto something, honestly. <laughs> um but you know, so like as you get older and you start living a little more life and start to form some more solid memories, um was there a movie that kind of stopped you in your tracks and really you know, like not even so much in like an like an artful way, but just like a movie that really kind of touched you and like really moved you on some like oh this is like a movie and not just like me staring at a screen for an hour and a half like something that like really connected with you hmm i like that question um thank you shoot um one of my favorite movies um Cause I can't think of um, uh, um, uh, one of those like moments that like I was stopped in my tracks, but like a movie that I watched every time I ever saw that it was, you know, on <laughs> is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And that oh, shit, man. that movie like shaped just how I want to um, 
just you know be as an artist like Willy Wonka is like the uh he's the artist of artists <laughs> yeah that's yeah like sorry what'd you say that's my final form wow yeah so like Yeah, so like it's like what was it so like what was it about Willy Wonka because like because I mean like I can see it because it's like such a you know like that movie in general is like so colorful and creative and just like all out like zany and uh, yeah you're like zany wacky and like really like pastel colored like it's such a like it's a really easy movie to visualize so like what what was it about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that's really kind of stuck with you since then So the story, the colors, the music, like all of it, honestly, is like I'm I'm not big on musicals, but this was like one that I don't know. I really resonate with. It's like <laughs> a kid in a small town. I don't even know what town that was. Do you? <laughs> oh man, I, like, like it was like somewhere. If I oh no 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 because the um the, the the Tim Burton jump was the one where they were in London I don't I don't even know honestly yeah. <laughs> it's just somewhere you know like any town USA type yeah. shit all town kid he grew up with his parents and his grandparents and he there's like a nationwide contest going on and he just wants to win and then he wins and gets up out of there and like gets to really experience the makings of this like magical like hub that you know had the world on its fucking toes like i don't know that shit was cool and then the actually see who willy wonka is and he's like fucking i don't know gene wilder over johnny depp if you ask me oh for But, sure uh yeah he was just crazy he was <laughs> he was crazy and like there were so many bits in there like so many individual bits that you can't like compartmentalize because it's like i don't know it's one large character like i don't know i yeah 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 no that you know that's interesting to me because like you're right i never really thought about it like that but You know, you you know, you look at the character of Willy Wonka and like we he he's like we know nothing about him outside of the fact that he's Willy Wonka, he owns this chocolate factory, and he like enslaved the Oompa Loompas, and like that's basically all we know about this dude. But like we get so much of like who he is as a person just through like his just through like his tics and just like You know, like watch watching a movie like Willy Wonka and seeing that character the way that Gene Wilder put him, uh, um, um, characterized him. Like, you get so much about who he is as a person, and like, even you, you know, like without filling in like a specific backstory, like you get so much of him just through the performance. Like, you know, next to nothing about him as a person, like where he was born, like why he became a chocolatier, and like where the chocolate factory came from. Like all these questions that have no answers. But none of that matters because he's so compelling as a character and so interesting as a person. And just kind of like, it's like he's like the perfect kind of character to base a movie around because it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't require you to spend 45 minutes. 
you know, like they did in the Johnny Depp version where it's like, oh, his dad was a dentist and he started making chocolate because he hated his dad or it, and like that, that, that shit was completely unnecessary. Like we didn't need that, you know, like he just kind of worked as he was. And yeah. Gene Wilder just made him, he, he just made him fly, you know, like he's just like a cool, funny, like neurotic type of character that just works like without needing to, you know, like without needing to explain like who he is or where he came from. And that's hard to do, you yeah. know, and like, I think that's a big part of the reason why that movie's so timeless, because it really is timeless to me. So it's, it's the perfect movie to me. <laughs> wow. What was when was the last time you watched it? Um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. But um, I keep a photo of it on my wall. Which uh, well, which photo? Like the poster for the movie, or like a or like a shot from the movie? Yeah, the movie poster. No, James shooting the hat. All the kids behind him. Right. Okay. That's tight. I like that. That that's a that's a that's like a really that's like a really like reassuring and positive image. So I fuck with that. That's cool. Um, I think uh before we move on, I think the last time I watched um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it was Christmas actually. Um, I was putting up my tree with my dad and my sister, and mm -hmm. he and we just decided to watch Willy Wonka, you know, like it he was he it was funny because he started humming pure imagination and yeah. we were like let's just watch Willy Wonka <laughs> you know and like it just kind of and like it was like that was the first time I'd watched it all the way through in years like like maybe almost 10 years like from front to back and yeah. like I had forgotten so much about it you know like because like you know like the thing we always remember is like Charlie wins the ticket gets to the thing we see the we, we meet the other kids and you know like augustus gloop falls in the falls in the river violet eats the gum um veruca salt gets fucked up by the squirrels yeah. but like but like i always but, but like like watching it i remembered that like he had the he had like the onceler dude or whatever the fuck his name was who was like the spy who was trying to steal the gobstopper and everything going on with charlie's family before he wins the ticket and like there's so many little details that make that story pop. <laughs> That's like, it, it was it was it was fun to kind of revisit that and just like remember that there's more to the movie than just the chocolate factory, you know. I always wanted to, and I'm not giving up too much right now, but I always wanted to write like a stage version of that movie, um, of the story, um, adapt it for the stage, and I want three stacks to play Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. I want but it gotta be a play though. Not a musical, just a play? Yeah, it gotta I mean it'll be a musical. There's there's <laughs> a lot of music in the movie. Right. Yo, damn. Oh man, no, nah, you put that in my head. No, nah, I need that. The, man, three stacks is Willy Oh man, Andre three thousand is Willy Wonka would be like the world's not ready for that. Like that's like, cause like that, cause that's that that's almost like. I almost feel like that's what, class of three thousand, that old Cartoon Network show, like could have been. As much as I love that show, like yeah. his character on that show reminds me so much of Willy Wonka. Like, <laughs> yo, I could see it. I could see it. Like, 
like like if you start that let me know because like i'll i'll i, I want in on that <laughs> i want in on that uh, yeah absolutely hell yeah son um so you know let's jump over to music for you um when was uh i mean like like it's 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 kind of you know like music's always been i feel like music's always been a part of your life but when did you know like when when did when did music become something more to you than just like a passive thing in the background like when did it become like a thing that you were like oh like this is music this is like i'm here now mm. growing up i i wasn't i never collected music i got my first ipod when i was uh on my 15th birthday and I started collecting music when I was 15. Um, I would go to my boy Spencer's house. He had the lime wire, all that stuff and mm -hmm. start collecting music from there. Um, everything I knew at that point was just hits and anything my mom would play. So, you know, anything that was on 106 in part, that's, that was music to me. I didn't have like a, I didn't go deep into anybody, any particular catalog um, until I was 15. And then I started with like Eminem and like Ludacris and uh, stuff like that. Lil Wayne at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like me becoming a fan of music for real. Like. And that's crazy to say. I wasn't really like a like a a fan of music until I was like fifteen, and then because mm -hmm. yeah, I always wanted to um I don't know what I wanted to do, but at that point I, I I always knew I wanted to like be some sort of like I don't know entertainer. I wanted to express myself on some sh shit, and then in high school I started rapping, just playing around because um. I had a friend who rapped and uh, it was something I felt I was naturally good at. So I would compete with him and um, I, I just kept going because I was already good. And then I stopped rapping in high school because there was a comedy program in the school and they would like throw um, performances and stuff. And uh, it was improv and I was, they, you know, chose me to like be a part of the improv shit. And I was doing that. We, uh, I was doing stand up until I was like 17. And then I ended up, I don't know, I forgot how it happened, but I guess I like, like a lot of, a lot of my friends from like elementary school started coming to my boy Spencer's house where I had set up my mic um, and they were rapping and they like made a mixtape like at Spencer's house off the mic that I'd set up there. So yeah. I don't know, it inspired me to start. Uh, I, don't, I felt like I had like a community of other rappers. So it just, it made it easier to focus on that. And uh naturally the music community is more open than the comedy community <laughs> facts <laughs> especially for someone like me so 
yeah, it just felt like the the natural uh direction. And um I got closer with a bunch of my guys from my neighborhood and um yeah, we were rapping and I took that shit very seriously. And in 2016, I started throwing events because the open mic route is not for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And the rest is history, I guess. Damn. So I never knew that about you in comedy. Like that's I've I've never heard I've never heard that before. Um, but it makes sense because like the way you write is so the way you write is like so poetic and really observational, like the way a stand-up comic might do it. Like you you, you know, like, you're not telling jokes really, but like you write you write stories in that way where it's where it feels like super duper observational. Mm. And it's like like you're like I'm literally forming this thought as I'm saying it out loud. That's really crazy. Um, it it's it, it like a like a ton of stuff just started making sense for me based off of like all the shit of years I've heard, yeah, just off of that. Something about comedy or like telling jokes, where you are, you're playing off the fact that you know someone's listening very closely, so you're gonna right. throw in the truth. <laughs> where they don't expect it and it's gonna get that reaction you need and like i don't know maybe that's where i like developed that but yeah i think just i don't know having that bit of practice definitely helped me in my writing like you said yeah i'm sure like and you know for it to for it to go from you hanging with spence and them shout out shout, shout out to spence by the way um yeah always um like for you to go from that to like legitimately making music as like a like this is what I'm gonna do you know like going to like from that to throwing events like when like when specifically did when specifically did music become more than just a hobby for you like when did you go from I'm making music with the homies to I'm throwing shows um it never felt like a hobby. Like, I always wanted to, like, do this. Like, I always, like, back then, like, when I started, when I was, like, 17, like, I thought I could make it. I thought I could make it back then. I thought I was going to. So that's why I was going so hard. I thought it was going to work. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, honestly, like, it never felt like a hobby. Like, I always wanted everybody to hear what I was doing. And, um... Yeah, just like from day one, like I was trying shit. Like I was always trying to get the music out there. Um, even before I was good at it, like like I'll admit. But yeah, I I never thought like I was never playing around with this. <laughs> right. Nah, and, and, and you know I could tell. You know, like even 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 from that early stuff. You know, like you know, like from Sunflower. You know, like just like listening, listening to songs like Soap and Fucked Up Flowers, like at that time. And, you know, like like at that time, there was nothing else like it. You know, like I remember listening to Sunflower and being like, you know, like not only not only is this like really cool, 
and like I'm fucking with it. It 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 really sounded like nothing else, you know. Like the I, like I feel like I feel like everything that we that is commonly considered to be like quote unquote lo-fi like that like you know, like that community was starting to really build itself around that time, and you were. I feel like you were a part of that, but also just like making stuff that sounded nothing like anything going on there. So I guess just like talk to me about making Sunflower and like how that came about and just like how it was received once you dropped it. Yeah. Uh, shit. 2016. Um, hmm. Okay, so 2015, I think uh, I was, I was, I really wanted to like, I really wanted to get my music like on blogs and stuff. Cause back then, like, that's what, you know, was uh, blowing artists up. Yep. So, um, a lot of the music I was making prior to Sunflower, like all the music I was making prior to Sunflower was, it, it, uh, hmm. it was, I don't know, I don't know what like adjective to use, but it, it, it wasn't, it didn't, uh, show the best sides of me, I guess, like, like prior to, all of my influences uh, are very heavy and like technically strong. And that was something I prioritized, like making sure like I was saying some like heavy shit in the most like technically impressive way. So a lot of the music prior to Sunflower was technically impressive. I was rapping my ass off, and, but it was like depressing because like, I, I wasn't I wasn't talking about like anything anyone like wanted to hear I felt you know because mm -hmm. so sunflower I made it a point to like just have fun with it for once like just like start making start making sweeter shit like play with my voice more like sing more just be funny and that was the intention on sunflower and um early 2016 um uh this homie of ours uh daryl he threw a birthday party in um queens and he had all the homies perform and i went up last um and somehow like my performance was like the illest of the night. Like, and that was the first time that ever happened for me where like, I really shut shit down. And these are like the, these are the older songs. This isn't even like Sunflower stuff. Cause I hadn't right. like, had it yet. But in that moment, like I realized like how to perform. It just like, it clicked like how, or at least like how I can perform my songs and it clicked so the next day um like 
I bought some acid at the party the next day. I did the acid and the following day. I started hitting up every venue in the city and like actually booking dates. I'm like, yo, let me like what available nights do you have? What like and I was like, I started throwing events. Like just like that. And because yeah, as soon as I realized, all right, I could perform, I'm like, I need to perform. I need I need people to pull up and see me shut shit down the way I did at Daryl's party. Right. Because that's how I'm going to make fans out of these people. And yeah, I kept in mind to like put the lighthearted just feel and all the stuff and just do that at the shows, do that on the music. And it was like a real, uh, yeah, I wanted Sunflower to be like the sweetest rap niggas have <laughs> ever heard and um, <laughs> funny enough what like right before i put out sunflower um i was at spencer's house and i played him soap i wasn't gonna put soap on there mm. um, because soap doesn't like soap wasn't like lighthearted. it wasn't like one of the sweet joints like in fact that's the only song on sunflower that I'm really like rapping on because yeah so he talked me into like <laughs> putting Sunflower on there and funny enough that was a song that like went yes yeah it was it's, it's funny how it all worked out but yeah <laughs> that's that's how it all came about like I yeah Soap, soap is such a. You're right. Like it really is like such an outlier on that album, and you know, you know, like especially considering like the one, like the one that always got me was um, I always liked chamomile. Chamomile was always my favorite off of this that wasn't soap or fucked up flowers, and um, just to see it just to see it be the one that kind of took off and made people curious, like was really, was really interesting to me, especially since like, you know, like I kind of alluded to before the very first time I saw you play, you were opening, you were opening for a lucid and open mic Eagle <laughs> at a hole in the wall in Brooklyn. Wow. And, you know, like I watched you, like I watched you take the stage and you seemed like terrified to be up there. Like maybe you weren't terrified, but you were very much like still kind of like it, it was, it was just like, you were like so guarded and so reserved. And, you know, like, I'm not sure if that was just like the, I, I don't know if that was like an aspect of your performance or if that was just like genuine nerves, but it was, you made it you you made it so compelling and it immediately grabbed me and i was like who the fuck is this you know like i it was really one of those moments mm -hmm. so um you know like once you started to get out and do more shows and you know like book them for yourself um talk to me about like how people started to receive um sunflower um especially with soap on it considering that like soap's kind of the like the centerpiece of this and it's, you know, such an outlier. Um, that, 
Yeah, that whole time, that whole uh, year of shows meant a lot because people people were really coming back and people, like you said, um, I was nervous. I was nervous every time. And I saw how <laughs> everyone received it. And um, I don't know. It... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's poetic in the way it all worked out because I was genuinely nervous, but I also knew that like if I lean on the songs, they understand it's a real person. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's like you see a real person like feeling something right in front of you and like I'm saying these like songs you couldn't have wrote yourself right but but you know like even if you couldn't have written them yourself like you're kind of you were definitely expressing things that people wanted and needed to hear that they couldn't figure out how to do themselves and you know even if you couldn't directly relate to it it was you know like I said just like compelling music like it just it just like gripped me it gripped me you know like I really was like you know like I could also relate to it but it was really just like a like, damn, like, this is really, you know, like you, like you said, you're a real person and you can like feel it type shit. So, um, like what, um, you, and, and you know, like you've already mentioned that, you know, like you, you know, you started singing more and playing more with melody. And I feel like that was, and, and you know, like, and just like the whole visual aesthetic of the project, you know, like you in front of all these beds of flowers and riding bikes through grassy fields. And like, it was, it was like a whole, like, it was like a, it was like, like it was an aesthetic that it was an aesthetic, especially within rap at that time that people weren't, you know, like this was like years before flower boy happened, you know, like this is like before everybody was all on like the black boy joy type shit. And like, not that this was exactly that, but like, you know, like it was, you were just dealing with the, you just kind of like embraced stuff that a lot of people weren't at that time and would come to in the years to come. So um, when did you first realize that that was the direction you wanted to head? And it was like, oh, like this is who Dean Spencer is. Around the time I was working on Sunflower, um, I credit that as like the project where I, really found my voice and I really started using my voice. <clears throat> um, I realized, um, I realized that my story is one of a kind and I should tell it and I should tell it through the most accurate, uh, not accurate every time, because you know sometimes I do uh, take liberties, creative liberties, and like you know, I like to talk about all types of shit. But um, but yeah, I feel like just my perspective is very much worth representing because who else is gonna do it? Like, I was really influenced by Kendrick because. Good Kid, Mad City is a concept I needed, like, fuck, because all the other rappers 
prior to that were like, I don't know, just talking about partying and like a whole bunch of shit I wasn't actually interested in, or they were just, the contrast was like very depressive stuff. Um, there wasn't a lot of like music about, all right, I'm here. <laughs> this is what's going on around me. And to be honest, I don't like it, but I see better for us. And just the perspective Kendrick gave, just being like a young dude in like a like wild like place is something I really related to. And I didn't know you can get away with being that vulnerable as a rapper. And that shit meant a lot. And I started, I started talking more about my neighborhood and I started talking more about who I am in relation to it. And that shit um, opened up my um, reach as a writer so much because before I was just trying to find what words made the best sense. And I was like yeah. living with that. And I was trying to find what I was, I was rhyming, but yeah, like just that influence opened up like how far I could take it. And then to be honest, um, when Chance came out, he was even more so good kid, mad city. And right. that he took so much creative liberty with his work. And like, it's not even funny. <laughs> like, this dude, <laughs> like this dude is from Chicago and was really like, like, I don't know. We all know what Chance represented at his height. But like, he was just like this beam of light with, and it, it almost didn't seem like he was a part of the same Chicago everybody else was talking about. Right. And, uh, he was he was able to really like lead with his values rather than um, just conform to the archetypes um you know and i appreciated that like i realized okay i can actually be 18 years old <laughs> i don't have to act like i'm older i don't have to act like i'm wilding out here i don't have to you know write about all this shit that like i was you know being tempted to write about because I suddenly had examples of people who like really just being themselves and like saying shit they cared to say. And that's one thing that it took me a time. It took me some time to like, it took me time to realize that that's the purpose of art. Cause I started like making music before I even like had anything to say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that shit is so real like everything you just said but especially that last part is like you know just you know just like uh, you know like a big part of art is, is just like you know like how can I express me you know like how can I let you know who I am in the most creative and unique way possible and you know like I see 
you know, like I see kind of that, uh, I see that anxiety and that just like, this is me trying to make my way through all this in a song like Eve's titties, which has always been one of my favorite songs of year has been and, and just you know, like all that, just like hearing, you know, like hearing stuff like sunflower and we think we alone. And then you really leaning into that on pretty face. <laughs> like it's, it's a, uh, you know, like that's you really, that's you really leaning into like, oh, you know, like I'm, you know, you, you know, like around pretty faces around the time you're probably just about entering your early twenties. If you're not like 18 or 19 years old and you know, like you, you very much sound like that, you know, like on, 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 on both those early, both those early joints, like it's, it's, you really just embrace the anxiety and confusion and hope that comes from, you know, just trying to make it through something that feels hopeless, you know, like, you know, like you're talking about like grief and loss on both of these albums, you know, like whether it's with a breakup or the death of a family member, but you're, you, you know, you know, you're finding, you're finding sense in these words and in this, uh, in this really like bright chirpy sound that nobody else is really exploring the way you are. And it's something that like always made me see you as really unique. And, you know, like I still go back to pretty face sometimes. And I look at the way you did the, like it's there aren't very many people who've done the like oh like the track list tells a story thing like that's really cool to me like that's you know like that's something that i'm sure has been done be had been done before but it's something that i hadn't really seen and i've only really seen it a handful of times since like i think knowledge did that once with um his last big album but you know like it it it's just like a testament to you just being true to yourself um, and I've always loved that about you. Like, you, you know, you're telling me that now, but, um, I've always seen that in you as just someone who's like, this is me. I'm gonna just be me no matter how like weird or confusing it might be to other people. Like the people who get it, get it. And they have, and I think they still do, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. No, definitely. You know, like it, it, it's it's a. Uh, it, it it was it was it was just like such a time for you know someone like you to be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be me, as opposed to you know, like you said, just kind of being tempted to being something that you aren't, and, you know, like, you know, like as much as I enjoyed your music, like I would put you know, you know like I would play it for people, and if anybody ever had a criticism. The or, or 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 like the one would be like, what the fuck is he saying? Like, yeah. it sounds great, but like I can't hear him. I can't hear his voice. Like, what's he saying? You know, like that's always something that I would hear, and it was something that like, because you know, like I think about people like Mike. You know, like y'all two kind of came up around the same time, and like he, you know, like you know, like the reason I figured out pretty early on that the reason that the two of y'all did that like the way that you would uh mix your vocals or I guess not mix your vocals and kind of let them be buried uh, was, you know, it's like, like you were saying before about the whole stand up thing, it's like an invitation 
for you to come and listen closer type shit and like really like lock in on what you're saying it's 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 it goes beyond just being passive listening and it's just like you really like what's he saying like and you know that's something that you know like not to make not not to make the jump to adult swim so abruptly but you've really addressed that criticism like head on with this project like it's it's this is the clearest your voice has ever been on a record like ever and it's like it was almost like it was almost like I it was like shocking to me at first I was like wow it's like so like that's never been a problem you know like the way you did it before was never a problem for me but I was like so surprised to hear you so clearly (laughs) <laughs> like you know like it really it really caught me by surprise so um you know before we get into adult swim proper like what was you know like i'm sure you heard that a lot so um what was you know like when did you first you know like whether it was like on pretty face or with deems tape like when did you first say to yourself like all right like maybe it's time to change this um Shit, on Deem, when I was working on Deem's tape, um, I, yeah, I realized I, I didn't want, you know, I didn't, it felt like there were, <laughs> my team calls them excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, like, I, I got to stop giving people excuses not to fully fuck with me, you know? And one of the excuses was they can't hear what I'm saying. Like everybody has always given me my props, like because they appreciate the art and the just the creativity of it. But that one thing just keeps it from being shared every time versus, you know, when you really catch it, when you really feeling it, you know? Yeah. 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 Just like the fact that that, that uh, creative choice was holding me back at all. Didn't sit right with me after like the fourth tape. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with um, Dame's tape, I recorded a lot of that stuff at home. Like I recorded probably most of it by myself, but I had someone else mix it. But with this, with Adult Swim, I did the entire recording process like in the studio. Um, I had Spencer with me every time I recorded anything and yeah, like the product, (laughs) the, the result of that is, you know, adult swim, you can hear what I'm saying and just, we even upped the production quality. Right. Yeah. That was a, you know, like that was, you know, uh, that was another thing I was going to touch on is that like, yeah, like this is so you know, like, you know, even compared to the older stuff that was always so bright and so, you know, like colorful, like this is so lush, you know, like it really, it re- you know, like it really feels like it really feels like, um, for lack of a better word, an upgrade to what you've kind of been working at for the last like five, six years. Like you really decided to like step into that for real. So um, when so like where did the initial idea for Adult Swim come from? Because I heard that you had originally wanted to call the album My Wife and Kids, but yeah. you settled on Adult Swim. So like walk me through that process and like what and, and like how you ended up with Adult Swim. 
Well, I had my wife and kids first because one, I love the title. Um, I think Dean Spencer, my wife and kids is such a fire album. Just, and it just had me thinking just where I could take it. And um, I had been Dean's tape. I wanted to be my wife and kids. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, like I've been trying to figure this thing out. But um, I think the way I do want to do it, um, I guess not be so literal, but the, th- the, the theme itself is what had me thinking about all these things. Like with Dame's tape, it had me uh, looking back at my life and um, just because the concept there was like, what, what do I want my... Uh, what do I want my legacy to know about me? And, you know, and with this one is like, all right, what am I, what does it even look like? What am I doing it all here? What am I doing it all for? Um, But yeah, like toward the end of the creative process for this album, I realized like my wife and kids like implies something else like it it, I feel like people hearing my wife and kids would assume it's more like a I'm talking more relationship shit which I was um in previous versions of the album but um yeah just things were changing and I realized I'm not even like I don't I don't want to dedicate this next chapter to that just yet so Adult Swim just fit the subject matter so much smoother. We were in the studio. Um, Spencer and I were talking about this like merch commercial um, I had made. And he was like, that's some Adult Swim type shit. And the engineer, Matt, was like, Adult Swim, that should be the name of the album. Because I had just told them like an hour prior that I'm not feeling my wife and kids anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> then you know he said that and then we immediately like all had the light bulb moment <laughs> wow and see see hearing hearing that you've been playing around with my wife and kids for a while reminds me that you told me that you had been wanting to use pretty face for a title i think as early as we think we alone so yeah. you so you know like you uh you hold on to titles for a while and like, you're really intentional. You're, you're really intentional and really meticulous with titles. So like why, or not, or not why I'm, I'm trying to think of what, how I want to ask this, like, where, where did that come from? You know, like you, you really, you don't really hear that you don't really hear that often where it's like, oh, I've been holding on to this title for like five years or like however many years. <laughs> um I'm 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 just I'm I'm just really interested in because like it's a pattern, you know, like it's not like it just happened once. Like you kind of hold on to these ideas for years. So like I guess where do you think that came from? And like why I guess or or, or no, even even more than that, like why do you feel like the like, it seems like titles are really important to you. So, like, why do you feel like a 
why do you feel like that's so important to you? I like that sounds like such an obvious question asking it out loud, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for one, the title that's like the that's the main symbol of the piece, other than the artwork. Yeah. Um, a lot of time, like, I like to consider myself like a. I'm sometimes like a concept artist, but mainly I'm an album artist, but also I'm a mm -hmm. catalog, like, so I'm, I'm always like thinking of like how the bigger picture of everything looks. So like, I don't know. And yeah, I'm always thinking of like, what's next. So the title usually like allows me to like, I don't know, see the future. Because if I could, like, put into, like, a, I don't know, on some, like, <laughs> the opening the opening scene of, like, some Tarantino shit, the title comes up, and then it's like, all right, this is what we, this is what we on now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how I best, that's how I best, like, define, like, my errors. <laughs> but. I don't know. I know when it's like I should push something ahead and like uh, accept what actually is because I've had to pivot a few times. Right. And, you know, like. You know, you mentioned you meant you mentioned just now that you also kind of see yourself as like an album artist, which I'm not going to I'm not going to say that that's kind of gone out because I actually feel like it's kind of starting to come back in a little bit. I'm starting to hear a lot more people really embrace the idea of like an album and like what it means to create something that exists as a cohesive thought from start to finish, as opposed to just like 24 songs that sound cool, which like both modes are fine. But, you know, like before we move on to the album proper, like what does it mean for you to be an album artist? Because, you know, it seems to me like it's separate, you know, like for you, it seems like it's separate from the idea of making a concept. So like for you, I guess, like what's the difference between like being a concept artist versus an album artist? Um, I think they're like one in the same. Like I, um, Hmm. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't like make a distinction between those two, but I think uh for me, I like I got into music listening to bodies of work. Like like I said, I started like collecting music when I was fifteen, and the most impressive works I ever heard in my life were like full cohesive albums so that was something I always wanted to make right yeah I'm still inspired to like I feel like I still have um I still have some masterpieces in me I think I could like make a classic album for real like not to say I haven't. Like, I listened to Pretty Face today, and I'm like, yo, this shit is really good. 
<laughs> like that shit was like really good. And yeah, but um, yeah, I yeah, I think albums are like my favorite like uh art form. Yeah. No, it's it, no, I agree with all that. Like it's it's uh there's you know like there's something special about being able to put together a bunch of sounds you know that like fit, that like feed into a whole and um for you if you were to you know like if you you know like if you were to like sum up what adult swim is about you know like considering that it's been through so many iterations and you know, originally even had a different title that you're going to save for something down the road. Like what, you know, like somebody who's never heard you before, who's coming here because they see you have features from Mavi and Drum. They're like, oh, who's this Dean Spencer dude? You know, like what would be the one thing you'd want for that person to take away from Adult Swim? Hmm. Um, shit. Well, I obviously want them to leave and press. Um, <laughs> like, huh? That's a good. That's a good question. You kind of stumped me there. Like, what do I want? Like a new, like someone who just discovers me to leave with um yeah i want them to feel it you know like i don't know <laughs> i've been yeah, like um, the, now that you asked me that i'm i'm kind of realizing that uh i've been thinking a lot more about like the people who are already fans. <laughs> <laughs> I've been considering them a lot more now that I think about this question. Well, since we're there, what, you know, you know, like, especially since, uh, especially since you've grown so much and have kind of um, gone out of your way to address, um, you know, like lingering criticism, um, or, or, or like criticism's the wrong word, but like you know, like lingering, like you know, thoughts about your stuff. Like, what do you want? What What do you want the old fans to take away from this? Uh, I want them to um, have a better understanding of what I where I'm coming from um who I am for real and um yeah I, I wanted to provide context on songs that they already love um and just update everyone on where I feel like I'm going um there's there have been a lot of fans who have hit me up throughout the years like I can't believe you're not like famous bro <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, um, but with Adult Swim, I wanted to um, get all those people excited and just uh, 
just everybody that believes in me, I wanted to give them something to keep believing in, you know? Um, yeah, I wanted to impress the people who are already impressed and give them a better understanding. Um, there's a lot of young people who grew up, like I get those messages too. Like I've been listening to you since high school, bro. Like I've been listening to you since first year of college and people who growing up with this shit. Um, I realize like just the, the maturing uh, <clears throat> themes I can only imagine are helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like the themes and just like the way the you know, like the way you decided to approach um a lot of these songs, you know, like even even just uh you know, like listening, you know, like there are a lot of songs on here that I feel like are these crystallizations of ideas that you've been digging at for years, you know, like, you know, like I will die on your hill and um, how far we've come and the kids are listening like those three songs and Delhi man too. Um, those four songs in particular, they feel like uh, they just, they just kind of feel like these, uh, you know, like not, e not even so much in terms of like the content of your lyrics, but even just in like the way that you just, in, just in like the way that you move through the production and the way that you just like, not to say that your music didn't sound confident, but like you sound so this, like, this feels like the I'm here album, you know, like if like, which is weird because like pretty face also feels like the I'm here album, but in like a completely different way. You know, like you said, this is like a pivot for you in 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 subtle ways. You know, like it's not like it's a night and day difference between the two. Like, I believe that I, I, I would believe that the person who made Pretty Face would make an album like Adult Swim. But, you know, this just feels it's like more forward than I feel like you've been it just in terms of like the presentation, um, you know, like, you know, like from the cover, you know, you, you like the cover is gorgeous. It's really beautiful painting um that uh you know like from that to just the way you you express yourself even you, you know you know like on um uh how far we've come and the kids are learning or, or the kids are listening in particular like those two just feel like oh like he's here like he's really you know like he's not just like he's telling us you know he's telling it to us now and not just kind of like we don't have to go find it. Like he's bringing it to us type yeah. shit, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I said, um, I said in like a previous interview that like the, all the earlier music felt like I was talking to myself in the mirror where mm. this feels like I'm talking out loud to the camera. Um, and yeah, that like that, that goes, I mean, it means a lot that you receive this album that way because I feel like yeah, this was like you said, this is the this is what I've always been trying to this is the effect I was always aiming for. But you know, I, I achieved it this time. 
Um, yeah, I don't like it's pretty face also felt to me like my I'm here album and it's kind of telling that um, people are kind of not surprised, but I guess like, I don't know. I think people thought they had me figured out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you, 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 you didn't, you didn't hit your ceiling, you know, like, I, I, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, this is a, uh, you know, like it really does feel like an evolution and you're like, once again, that's not even to say that, like, you know, like that's not even to say that the stuff that came before, like, isn't good. It's just that, like, you know, like you're growing and you're really figuring out, like, what, you know, like where this is going to go. Um, and, you know, before um, before I ask you my last two questions to wrap this up, um, I was, you know, like seeing seeing Mavi and drama on here in particular and Orion's son too actually um the three of them you know like these are all people that I kind of feel like you know like y'all y'all kind of run in the same creative headspace and just in like the way you express yourselves like like, like the four of y'all very much feel like you you know like I was listening to Drum's album that came out last year and it's been beautiful to see the way he's just embraced being himself you know like he's a fucking ham. And I love that man because he's just like a ham and he's not afraid to be that, you know, like Mavi is not afraid to be like this really heady dude who's got like so much sauce that he can make anything sound fly and just like dope and really thoughtful. And like Orion's son just has this beautiful, this beautiful voice and just like this unique perspective that, you know, like, you know, like they've kind of, grown into so like what was it like working on these songs with those three artists in particular because i feel like uh they feel so they feel like they they feel like kindred spirits to you and yeah yeah they just feel like kindred spirits to you it was amazing getting them each on these songs because yeah, I'm a fan of all of them, honestly. Like, Drum, that's someone I've been a fan of since um, 2014. Yeah. Um, I've listened to all his stuff. And, um, yeah, like, I've I've been a real fan, put all my friends on, all that. And, yeah, he was just always been someone I've wanted to work with. And I remember he, like, followed me um at some like at some point in the last couple years and he hit me up and was like yo let's work or send me some shit or I don't know send me his number or something I forget how it went but I sent him a bunch of joints um and yeah he fucked with all of them (laughs) but he sent me this um ungrateful you joint he sent the verse back on that and yeah like that's someone i'm excited to work with more in the future um mavi i think mavi's like the best rapper out right now 
Like he's putting out some like strong shit. And yeah, and it's he's put out a lot of like very solid shit in like a pretty small amount of time. So when I um yeah, when I had this song, I knew I like really wanted to because this feels like some like early 2000s shit, the How Far We Come joint. Mm-hmm. It felt like some early 2000s joint that was produced by um Julian from the group Michelle. And um yeah, I I really wanted somebody to rap, rap on that shit. And I sent it to Mavi and he fucked with it and got it back to me. And I yeah, I want everybody to read his lyrics on that shit. Like I want niggas to read what he's saying on that. <laughs> this thing is highly impressive on on everything. Um and Orion's son, um my friend Mike put me on their music. Um I think early last year, early last year, he put me on our music and, um, or Saint put me, like, I don't know. It was Mike and Saint. They both sent me Orion's son. And um, it was beautiful. And we had gotten in touch and really wanted to work, like, or just connect because, like, yeah, we were mutual fans of one another. And then, they went on the first headlining tour around the country. That shit was sold out, which, you know, I'm glad I got to be a part of that. Um, I did the East Coast leg and yeah, it was a beautiful time and it was very inspiring for me and helped me to get the energy to make this album, honestly. Like it really helped and um yeah, we got along very well on that tour. We connected afterward, and yeah, this song came about. Um, who else is on the album? Um, Kia Blue. Like, yeah, there's a lot of like very yeah. talented people on this album. And and Eliza Moon too. Eliza Moon was yeah, she killed it. Like, <laughs> Davion. Yeah. Yeah. This is a. Uh... You know, like you, you know, you've worked with people in the past, but this feels, you know, like this is like this album feels so this is like the most people you've worked with on an album and the most like popping people at one time, too, you know, like because, yeah, because like you didn't even really start working with features until until Pretty Face. And even that was, you know, like I think like lives, yeah, like lives on Pretty Face um, and Chief Justice. And of course, you know, Spence Sly Cooper is on there um but you know like it was it's like that's like that's another reason why this feels like such a like i'm here moment because it's like okay i got drum i got mavi i got orion sun you know like i got eliza moon and kia blue like this you know this is like a like you know like i'm working with people you know and like people want to work with me yeah. and uh you know like that's that's really gratifying I'm sure I mean I know it's gratifying for you as an artist but you know like me as someone who's been here for a while and is just like happy for all your success um 
Shout out my peers. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, you know, like you, you know, like you don't, you know, like we don't gotta do this shit alone. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, like like-minded people really uh, you know, like doing things by yourself is great, but like when you really link with people who like get what you're trying to do, it's there's really no better feeling than like being understood. We all just want to be understood. That's why we create art, you know, like, you know, like bread is nice and all that, but like people people create art to be understood. And you know, before we really wrap this up, um, you know, like as someone who's kind of watched you grow from the first moment that you really started like going all in, um, how, you know, like, how do you feel, how do you feel you've changed the most since you started out? And what do you feel has stayed the same about you? Cause like, I think I, yeah, like I alluded to it before, but like, that first time I saw you was like completely different from the last time I saw you, you know, like, you, you know, like the last time I saw you, you were like leading the crowd and fucking chants and dancing around the stage and just like, you know, like that confidence and just like the growing sense of like, this is who Dean Spencer is was just there so like how do you how do you, how do you feel you've changed the most and how do you feel you've changed the least as an artist in the last uh seven years i like this question um i i think i changed the most in confidence like you said um yeah i i never I never felt like I couldn't do it, but there was a lot of times where I felt like, damn, this is hard. Or like, <laughs> you know, like it like there was a lot of times where I knew there was like a a big like leap I had to make. And there was a lot of times where I like hesitated for years to make a big leap. And yeah, I feel like I've taken a lot of big leaps in the last uh, few years. And, you know, I, I'm able to apply like new wisdom. So I could, yeah, I'm, I'm over around a lot more confidently. Um, and more sure of myself, like you can't tell me I don't do this shit now. Um, and how I changed the least. Um, I still work with my friends. I haven't changed my team or my circle at all. Um, and I still prioritize that. I still, it still matters a lot to me to uh, keep my loved ones involved, you know, like, I don't know, I've, I never felt the need to like outsource. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, that's one thing that probably will never change. Like, I want to make all my shit with Spencer and Mike and, you know, 
So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still very much grounded, but I'm also like, I know how to take big steps now. Right. And, you know, like those big steps have really led to some, uh, to some really like thoughtful and soothing music. And uh, it's just, it, you know, it, 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 like, it's just really dope to see the way you've uh, kind of kept, kept to yourself like you know you like stay true to yourself but um you know just like expanding in a way that feels organic and natural to you and uh like you really can't put a price on that type of shit you know like and just like keeping people close and um you know just like still having that network that you can trust and you know like adding to it you know like in in like small ways but like not but like not forgetting that base is you know like that's that's important and um i love that for you i don't know that's 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 all i really have to say there but um to formally to formally wrap this up um deem if your life was a movie what would it be about (laughs) if my life was a movie It would be about me, you know, trying to make it in this shit, but it would be pursuit of happiness vibes. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I only make it in the end. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Because <laughs> you said that, and the first thing that came to mind was the scene with Will Smith and well, with fucking Will and Jaden in the bathroom. Oh, we're gonna talk um, about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I believe it. Like just like the fucking, you know, it's like the two of them in the in the in the in like the 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 bus station bathroom and somebody's trying to bust their way in and Jaden's just on the door. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> like he's like crying, you know, like that's like that's such an intense moment, you know, and like I know, I know, I know you've been through a lot to get here, you know, like between like struggle and loss and heartbreak and all this shit. But like, you know, like you said, you made it and you're here on your own terms. And that's a beautiful thing to just kind of be here on your own terms. Um, yeah. And, you know, like as, a, you know, like as not just a, you know, like, you know, like not just as someone who, you know, like not just as like your friend, but as like someone who's also kind of grown a lot over the course of the last seven years and is in a place where they kind of feel different, but the same, you know, um, it's really like, thank you for the music and thank you for your perspective and thank you for, uh, you know, like you've always been a real genuine person and a real genuine artist and that always shines through in the music you make and I'm just really like I said before I'm just like beyond happy for your success you know like you really you deserve everything you got coming and um you know everybody who doesn't know is about to know so like just thank you for taking the time to come to me for this and uh just thank you for being you you know like it's like 
telling anybody else that might seem kind of like cheesy, but like we've been talking so much about the importance of being yourself. So like legit, like thank you for being you. Like that, yeah. Yeah. For real. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you know, it uh it means a lot that I don't, you know, do all this for nothing. And you know, I appreciate your support since you know the first time we met. Um, you've always shown love and yeah, just yeah, I appreciate it, man. Nah, but, man, it, it's 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 the least I could do, you know. It's it's it's, it's this isn't about me. I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just here to put on for the shit that deserves to be put on for, you know, like this is it's it's just my job to it's just my job to put on for the good shit. That's 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 all I'm here for. And you've been doing that forever. So it's really the least I could do, <laughs> you know, like pursuit of happiness is uh is is, is eternal over here. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, shit. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.